Whatever, do, do, yeah. Wings with friends. Ah, wings with friends. You got to get the wings to be with the friends. Welcome back to Wings with Friends, everybody. I'm your host, Mary Upchurch. How are you doing? I am so glad you're here. Thank you for listening. Hey, while you're thinking about it, give us a little like on Instagram. Go ahead and like Wings with Friends. We've got hot new episodes coming at you every week. Thanks for, for bearing with me during our break, but we are definitely back. And we are back in a bold way with my best good friend, um, childhood savior. <laughs> Please welcome Aww. Tina Demidrosian. Hi, everybody. Hi, Mary. So happy to be here today with you. Inch peces. Shut love him. Two inch peces. Tina is my best good friend. Um, she, we went to high school together and middle school. It's funny when yeah. you say my childhood best friend, I'm like, oh yeah, we were children. <laughs> Tina, introduce yourself to the audience. Tell us who you are, what you're all about. What do people need to know about you? Oh my gosh, that's kind of difficult for me. I really don't like talking about myself, but um, I'm 42 years old, just like you, Mary, right? Well, okay, I'm 42. I'm a mom of two daughters, a 19-year-old and a 15-year-old. I've been married for 23 years to my high school sweetheart. We did not go to high school together. He was much older than me, Mary. <laughs> Mary, be quiet. <laughs> So yes, we've, um, we've been together now for almost 23 years, uh, I'm married 23 years, together almost 25, 26 years. So yeah, it's pretty, bit, pretty much been my life story. I think when my youngest one was uh, three years old, I decided to be a stay-at-home mom. And I've been a stay-at-home mom, and I'm still a stay-at-home mom, even though I have adult children. They've <laughs> kind of just become used to me being home. But yeah, so that's where I'm at right now. I love it. So that is a really good description, but I feel like you are so much more because you're a stay-at-home mom, but I feel like you are the CEO, you are the COO, the CFO of your life. Like you guys are so busy and you've yes. got so much going on. So thank yes. you for taking the time. Thank you. One thing that I think has always like you've identified as, or I've identified you as, it is a source of you know, pride and your identity is that you're Armenian. Yes. I did not know what that was until I met you. Yeah. And now I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to get into that because I think it's so fascinating. And at this, and now, you know, 25 years later, I feel so honored that I have intimate knowledge and I know you um, and I know more about your culture. So I just, I just feel a little bit more equipped, you know, uh, and, and enlightened um, as I go out into the world and I meet different people. So thank you. Thank um, you. you also had some fantastic wings. Let's get into that a little bit because um, you went above and beyond. Tell me a little bit about the wings that you had for today's show. 
Well, I did a little poll on my Instagram, um, just asking for suggestions in the LA County. My personal favorite wing place, uh, we have a home in Yuma, Arizona. Mary's visited us there. We, we always have a good time there. You know, take the boat out, um, you know, we swim all day. And then at the end of the day, we just love going to this place called um, The Crossing Bar and Grill. And they have amazing wings and they literally bring it to you. I mean, you have to buy a big quantity. I think it's like 50 or 75 for them to bring it in a pot like that. But they bring it in a big old steel pot and they just plop it down in front of you. Oh. And so it's just fun to sit there. You know, it's, it's a food that, you know, you enjoy with your hands, you lick your fingers, you know, takes time to eat. So it's definitely uh, very Armenian-like because we do like to eat in that fashion, like eating family is style. family style. And you just sit and you talk and you eat and you eat till, you know, you have to unbutton your pants. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that bucket sounds perfect because I remember when I was there, we were rolling in with like a group of like, it was like two, four, six women. And then your husband, you yeah. know, leading the pack. You need the big bucket of 50 wings. Right, right, right. Probably more. <laughs> like bring two of them, please. Yeah. Usually when it's just our family, I think we go with 75, the four of us. <laughs> But, you know, we, we like bringing them home and having them for breakfast the next day. We're just Armenian like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds really good. Yeah. <laughs> so excited by that. Um, so actually, let me ask you this. Uh, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but when you have um, a big table like that, do you clean your wing or do you get on your daughters or sisters if they don't like eat all the meat? Like, how do you feel about that? Yeah, we don't make waste. We want to be eating, eating every piece of that, especially, um, I don't know, we, we get ours extra crispy, which just kind of makes them fall off the bone. So it's not hard to do that. You know, you, it's not, it's not hard, but when you don't get them done, like regular, I feel like you, you kind of just leave little ends and bits and pieces on there. But yes, I'm a bone cleaner. <laughs> for you, I feel like that comes from, wait, I'm trying to group myself into this, but I don't always clean my wing, but I get yelled That's at okay. if I don't clean my wing. But I think it comes from, if you come from a family, like or if you have immigrants in your family or like, hey, we understand, you know, our sisters yeah. start and we have to make sure, you know, there's just this right. like, appreciation, you know? Yeah, yes. My mom definitely cleans wings. Yes. Um, <laughs> where did you go for today's wings? Tell me about this because I'm going to post the pictures. They look good. Yeah, so a lot of my friends suggested I try this place called Alondra's. Um, it's a pizza place, wing place, and I think they've extended their menu to other things like sandwiches, burgers, and pasta, but they mainly serve pizza and wings. And uh, I had heard about it before, but I never really had the opportunity to go in. So, uh, and today was actually, this week I think is a fundraiser that they're doing, which is um, uh, something very close to my heart, which we'll talk about later on. So it was like perfect, you know, like the fundraiser and awesome wings, it's like two birds with one stone. We're on it. Oh, I love it. So where is Alondra's located? Uh, they have several locations, but the one I went to is in Montebello. I think they have one in Pasadena. Um, they have one on pa in Paramount, uh, a couple more. I'm sure you can look it up, but the one I went to is in Montebello. Nice. Okay. So you Which is like maybe 10 minutes away from my house. Oh yeah. I like it. So you sent me some really good it. pictures. Tell me about the wings that you got. Like what kind of wings did you eat or what were the best ones? 
Yeah, I think typically I would, we're just kind of, um, we just go with like a medium or a hot buffalo style, but I wanted to be a little bit more, um, what's the word? I just wanted to try different things today. Yeah, be more adventurous. So I got the classic medium, which is something we all love. And then um, Alondra's Gold was another one that I tried, which kind of stood out to me. And basically that's just, um, I think he said it's a mild... Yeah, I think he said basically Alondra's Gold is the medium mixed in with a little bit of ranch. So it kind of had this like um, golden color to it. So yeah, so I thought, hey, we dip our wings all the time. Why not have a mixed, you know, sauce? Yeah, so it kind of probably tones it down like the acidic kind of flavor. Yeah. Italian restaurants do that. They have a gold. I always thought maybe it was like a honey mustard or something kind of mixed in there, but um Oh. already mixed with the ranch that sounds really good it's a little bit of ranch yeah and then the third one we tried was um it's called arlene which is a mix of mild lime chili and lemon pepper and that was delicious i think the the gentleman who was helping me his name is david very nice guy he would he basically uh, explained it like um uh, it's kind of like a flaming hot chili lime uh-huh. cheeto and I was like, okay, salt. <laughs> yeah, like that is so appropriate. Like that, that flavor combo is so hot right now. Like lime, yeah. lemon, pepper, chili. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Party in your mouth. Which one would you say was your favorite out of the three? Um, I think I would say Arlene was pretty good. They were all good, but Arlene was definitely interesting and something I, I typically wouldn't get. So I like that I tried something new today and I have a new favorite right now. Yeah, so your, so your episode of Wings with Friends might be like um, Alondro's, Arlene, Tina, Tina Demodrosian. Um, it's gonna be all these first names, right? Um, Alondra's Arlene with Tina Demodrosian. That works. Mild makes my lime chili lemon okay yes. we'll figure out a kind of yeah. name for that but uh okay that's really good alonjo's arlene yeah um fantastic so let's get into some wing constitution things here because as you know we've gotten some more structure on the wings of friends podcast mm-hmm. and like um it really comes down to a few questions here and i know you are very well versed in this but do you prefer the drummy or the flat I'm a more of a flat girl. Yes, flat. All right. I like it. When you dip, do you dip? And if you do, do you ranch or blue cheese? I usually dip, but I don't dip my wing. It's usually my celery that I dip or cool down my mouth. So I never dip my actual uh, wing. So do you prefer ranch or blue cheese? Ranch. I think I'll give you the ranch credit instead of a no dip because you would probably still order like, hey, can you add two ranch on with that? Oh, absolutely. Do you do the veggies? It sounds like you do. Do you do carrots or celery, none or both? I prefer celery, but I'm I'm not um, impartial to carrots. I'll, I love my veggies. Yeah, we'll do celery. It sounds like, like, you know. Okay, do you prefer a dry rub wing or a sauce wing? Sauced. I like how Mary says sauce. She goes saucy. Saucy. That's the old Sunday Night Live sketch. They're like, what makes you so Sassy. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you prefer, ideally, would you rather have your wings fried, baked, grilled, or smoked? Fried for sure. Heck yeah. How many can you eat? 
I think if I'm really hungry and we're having one of those days where we're just kind of sitting around um, and, and having wings as, you know, just a social, I, I think 10 is my limit. Um, yeah, but I could like today I didn't eat very much because I think I was anxious about, you know, the podcast and stuff. So today I had like five and I was actually okay, but I'm sure I'm going to go back and have some more. Yeah. So what's your wing constitution? I know you've done the math. What would you call yes, it? Yes, I would call myself an FRCLSF10. Yep. Yeah, you are. Yep. Okay. Thank you for playing along. Yes, I love the wing constitution. So <laughs> it tells you a lot about a person. It does. Um, is your husband or daughters, are they drummies or anybody in your family drummies? Yeah, my husband is a drummy and but the, my girls are flats too, but we, we'll eat everything. We're, we're okay. Yeah. But if, if we had to choose, we're more flats versus one drummy. That's how you've been married 23 years. You have complimentary wing constitution. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So actually, you know, this is really nice because um, in a fun way, like food has been a big part of our friendship. Like I feel like yes. some of our best times were around food. Actually, for most people, I think that's true. And yeah. one of my early food memories with you is in high school, um, getting breadsticks on like Thursdays. And Thursday like, breadstick day, yes. <laughs> anyway, who would have thought that was a nutritious, appropriate meal for a teenager? Yeah, I think it was a fundraiser they would do. I think it was the DECA, DECA yeah. club or something like that. And I think it was only like a limited, like two or 300 serving. So it would be like, here's my money. You go run first, you know, like it was, yeah, good times. <laughs> if, you know, if you were sick from school on a day, I was so stressed because I'm like, I mean, that was kind of like the biggest problem is like, who am I going to eat lunch with? You know, yeah. what am I going to do? Um, yeah, we had a lot of friends, but we were just each other's like, you know, sidekicks, like we just did everything together. But yeah, but I agree. I agree. I felt the same. You weren't absent very much. Neither was I. No, but when it happened, it was like, <laughs> oh, no, this is an emergency. <laughs> yeah, I got to go to the library and hide. <laughs> yeah, you know, our school is an outdoor school. And so like, that always tripped me out because when we would watch television or shows, it was always an indoor school where the lockers were on the inside. And I'm like, where are those schools? Yeah. It's like everywhere but California. Yeah. Our school was more like bring it on or um, I don't know, just one of those like outdoor kind of things. It's a whole different story. Yeah. California and it was a newer building. Remember yeah. it was Pepto-Bismol pink? Yeah, it's not anymore. <laughs> no. Uh, speaking of bring it on there's a you know they filmed it in southern california at san diego state and did you know like in bring it on they were the rancho carne toros and we were the rancho buena vista longhorns they totally yes. took it from our school wow can you believe that <laughs> i mean it's kind of neat it's kind of neat um, i remember also we would go to hard rock cafe for our birthdays right Yes, in La Jolla, <laughs> and we would buy each other gifts from the gift shop. <laughs> and I think my all-time favorite, which I, I literally cried, I think, for, for a whole day when I found out Stew Plantation is closing over this coronavirus thing. And we, we would do Stew Plantation like on a regular basis. We both love the chicken, the wonton chicken salad yeah. and the sourdough bread. So, you know, we, 
Yeah, we had a lot of good memories at Sioux Plantation. Remember, remember the best memory was probably the day before graduation where we were just like, we're gonna drop out. <laughs> I, don't, I think that is a thing though, that feeling of like, you've worked so hard for a long time. It's the night before, you know what, I'm done. Peace out, yes, no thank that's you. Right. We that's right. ourselves silly in your driveway being like, I'm just gonna drop out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think we even did a, we, when you parked your car, we did a high beam dance in yes, front of my yes. garage. Yes. Oh, yes, class. Oh my God. Yeah. Now I know other people listening to this are going to be like, hey, I was there too, Mary. We were in <laughs> dance too. And you know what? Uh, Deanna, Bethany, all of them, Nicole, like, yes, yes. You there. we'll have you on your own episode. That's that <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so many good times and it is neat to be so far removed from it and like grown up and yeah there we are you know it's weird um so you know one of the things though i think and i always i'm not gonna say i had a problem with it i just didn't understand because i wanted our friendship to be even more in terms of wait, that sounds weird even more in terms of like hey what are you doing this weekend hey can right. you, let's do this Tina, you should join basketball you'll get popular and i'll be popular by default but you're like, no, I have to go to LA. And I realize all Armenians have to go to LA on the weekend. Right. Um, yeah. Well, I, I was part of a, a youth uh, youth group um, called Home at Men, and it's still uh, very strong, in, not only in San Diego, but all throughout Los Angeles County, Orange County, all over the world, actually. And we have our own sports teams. We have our own, like, um, boys and girls scouting. And so that was my way of staying connected to um, my Armenian culture. And and so my weekends were pretty much dedicated to that. And I was a, a troop leader for, for several years. And it did come a time where I would have to go to LA down, down to Glendale a lot to the um, regional offices for meetings. And um, so I really was not available on the weekends for my dear friend, Mary, but she always understood. And I kind of tried to make her or try to make you feel like you were part of the community too. I would call you Mary yeah. Abcherchian, you know, a YAN or IAN signifies that you're Armenian. So Mary was like, you know, yeah, she was. Well, yeah, you taught me some phrases that I still use today. Like I yes. displayed HPSS or, or, Yagur Tantigin Bachik Mador. Oh my God, that's my favorite. My kids die when you tell them that. Which basically means, come give auntie a kiss, you I know, so. And you know, yeah. I still think about, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about like, when we would talk on the phone, we're in high school, we're talking on the phone, what are you going to wear tomorrow? And your little sister, Hagen, just like, uh, no, wait, no, was it? No, it was Hagen. And she's like, trying to get in the room and she's putting her little hands under the door and she's like, yeah. Cats, cats, cats. And she was saying, yeah. let me in. <laughs> yeah, pots means open. <laughs> And now she's a woman. She's a, a veterinarian professional woman. Yeah, can you believe them? Our little baby Hygon is a veterinarian. She actually just moved to Glendale. So if anybody needs a veterinarian, a good one in Glendale, look her up. Yeah. And Lisa's yeah. married and she has a child and yes. Yes. I'm yeah. still the same. <laughs> no, Mary, you've done a lot of good too. But yeah, but I wish you would settle down and uh, find someone. And <laughs> oh, oh, okay, yeah, you. Have it's a choice, Mary. It's a choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
it'll happen. I haven't, I haven't lost hope yet. Whatever. I mean, if it does, it does. If it doesn't, then it's fine. Yeah. You're, you're amazing. You're an independent woman. Like what more can you want? Maybe that's my problem. Maybe I need to stop being so independent. Nah, don't change yourself. (laughs) Okay. We're going to find you a nice Armenian husband right now. Actually, you, know, <laughs> you inviting me to your wedding, your baby shower, and even doing those things with Talleen. It was such a cool yes. experience to just see how different and how fun Armenian weddings are. Uh, yes. Again, back to the food. I remember sitting down and going, oh, what's, what's this on the table? Is this, is this what we're eating? And it was, it was like, you know, like hummus and like the different appetizers. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Yeah. We start with like maybe like 20, 25 cold appetizers and throughout the night they'll bring hot appetizers. And if your guests aren't aware or not used to that Armenian or Lebanese style of, you know, food service or parties, like, you know, you keep on feeling like, why are they they're bringing more? They're bringing another course. And then at the end, it's like, they'll bring a fish course and then they'll bring kebabs. And, you know, they're telling you, you know, pace yourself because there's more coming. <laughs> so I had no idea. And every 30 to 45 minutes is a new course. Yeah. And I'm like, oops, never mind. And man, and the last course being like the pilaf and the meat. And I'm like, oh my God. And then the cake and then the fruit and the cheese. And like, our bottles, there was bottles, full size bottles of like Johnny Walker and vodka and seven up on our table. And anytime it was almost gone, somebody took it away and brought a new and one. Brought you a new one. <laughs> yeah. My American, my American table or two really had a good time. I think they, they, for the first time they saw like a, a real authentic Armenian wedding. And um, I'm, I'm glad that I was uh, part of that. And I was able to uh, introduce them to that oh my gosh the jewelry the little money dance I mean there's just so much fun <laughs> stuff. So, um, yeah I, I love that um so speaking of um one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you today and I wanted to better understand there's something going on in Armenia and I yes. know that and from from knowing you um there's a lot of history of uh, genocide and um, bad things happening and and people not recognizing it and people just don't know. And I guess the fear is that stuff like that is happening again. But I wanted you to tell me and tell our listeners, like share with me a little bit about like what's happening right now. And we'll talk about, hey, how can we spread awareness and what can we do? Yeah. So basically, um, just to give a little back history, um, in 1915, over a century ago, um, there was a genocide and um, a lot of 1.5 million Armenians were raped, murdered, killed, whatever, every, every every horrific thing you can imagine has happened to them. They basically were cleansing the area. Um, what is current modern day Turkey, what used to be Western Armenia. Um, my, my grandfather was a genocide survivor. His whole entire family was murdered. And uh, he at the age of like, I believe two or three, was um, sent to an orphanage. Um, but basically every year, whether you know someone who's Armenian or follow someone who's Armenian, you know, on April 24th, we all gather in every every city and we, we do our march um, um, requesting for genocide to be um, um, recognized. And unfortunately, you know, the, there's not many states that have done it. I think in the past few years, when we reached our hundredth year, I think a lot of um, states did recognize it. 
but it's still a struggle and Turkey has denied it. And I think that's uh, what's been very difficult is because all the, um, uh, all, all the evidence is still there. We have everything documented and um, they still will not recognize it. All of our ancestral lands were stolen from us, you know. So what's happening again is like when we march on April 24th, they basically, we say 1915, never again, you know, and unfortunately it's happening all over again. Can I ask and, a question really quick? Yeah. When we talk about genocide, a lot of people, let's say a lot of, a lot of Westerners or whatever, we think about what happened in Germany um, with concentration camps and the Holocaust. Yes. Um, that is this, that's the same thing in terms of like, that's a genocide. Um, comparatively, can you help us maybe understand how does this, and I, I don't mean to be disrespectful or like compare, yeah. but like to help understand the scope of the Armenian genocide, like what is the scope of it? Was it? In right. Bas basically, you know, all women, children, men were basically cleansed from that area and sent out into, you know, um, uh, long marches and basically left to die. You know, uh, women had to basically leave their children behind because they couldn't carry them anymore. Um, it's basically the same thing. I mean, one is, um, uh, but we weren't loved in that area because we were Christian, even though we, from what I hear um, amongst uh, Armenians and Turks that were living in that area, uh, neighbor, neighbor wise, you know, we'd all get along and we were all good. But it was just, you know, the, the young Turks, it was the Ottoman Empire who came and just kind of said, like, we need to cleanse this area of anybody who's not, um, you know, basically, um, do I, do I say this? Like, not, not Islam. So basically, basically taking all Christians out and trying to just like uh, completely do away with them. Um, it's just, um, what can I say? It's, it just cleans, cleansing a whole, you know, group, group ethnicity of people. That's what it is. So according to Wikipedia, um, it was 1.5 million ethnic Armenians. Yes. 1.5 yes. million. That's, that's a number. Yeah, um, they're trying to do away with us. And so um, also clarifying, Armenians traditionally are Christian. Yes. Yes, we're the first Christian uh, group that have um, adopted Christianity as, as a whole nationality. And um, yeah. That happened, I believe, in 301 uh, BC. Correct me if I'm wrong, but yes, we were the first nation to adopt Christianity. And when I went to Armenia the, uh, about two years ago, no kidding, it's land of, uh, of churches everywhere that you can imagine. There's a church, there's a church, there's a church. So we went and visited a lot of churches. And um, I could imagine that my ancestral homeland Current day Turkey was the same, but they've 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 you know pretty much turned ruins. They've take they've taken rocks and khachkars, you know, which is basically engraved engraved stones, um, which were our churches, and kind of re reuse them to make their homes. Or so there's actually still a lot of evidence in the area that that was an area predominantly of Armenians. Yeah. So tell me, so what's happening today? What's happening now? And I know this, this story just kind of came out more recently. Right, so what happened recently, there's an area um, very close to Armenia called Artsakh. 
basically this this is an indigenous um, uh, land of our ancestral Armenians dating all the way back to 189 BC. And uh, it's also known as the highlands of Armenia. And uh, basically when we were under Soviet rule in like maybe like 1922 or so, um, Stalin mopped up this region of Artsakh to be within the borders of Azerbaijan. And when he did that, you know, it really didn't matter because at the time, everybody was part of the USSR, Azerbaijan was, Armenia was, so borders really didn't matter. But it was pretty much occupied, this area known as Nagorno-Karabakh, Artsakh, was basically um, indigenous to the Armenian people. It's like 99.7% uh, Armenians who reside there. And um, at the collapse of the Soviet um, Union, uh, basically what happened was, Armenia declared independence. Shortly after, Artsakh declared independence. Uh, independence. And about a month later, Azerbaijan um, also uh, claimed independence. So this is actually a, a land that, you know, time and time again, there will be, um, you know, little battles and wars that happen and um, they just kind of simmer down, you know, a couple soldiers get killed on our side, a couple soldiers get killed on their side, but it's always been a land that they want to occupy, even though it's completely independent of Azerbaijan. Mm -hmm. So recently, um, Turkey had allied with Azerbaijan and they hired about 200 Syrian mercenaries um, who went onto the front lines to fight for this land again. This happened on September 27th. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been intense fighting ever since. Um, there's been so many, um, there's been three failed ceasefires, which has been really disheartening because people are trying to help and coordinate something so that, that we can sit down and negotiate, but they're saying like no negotiations. We want this land and it doesn't matter if we have to kill everybody that's on there, we're taking back this land. Mm. So it's like our nightmare starting all over again. And there's something called intergenerational trauma you know, which we've heard stories from our grandparents and our parents. And so it's really triggering all of that again. So we're, we're already intense people. And then when this is happening again, it's just like, we're, we're just really on edge right now. Yeah. So let's see what happens. Um, but it's just really disheartening because our brothers, our sons, our fathers are basically dying to protect our land. And then they, you know, Azerbaijan just basically is bringing these mercenaries from Syria who are being um, apparently given $2,000 to come and fight. Um, they have beheaded Armenians. I guess they get a hundred dollar bonus for every head oh. that they bring, bring in. So it's, it's really, it's very like troubling and it's serious. And I think America, even though, you know, it's easy to just say, this is not our issue, you know, let it go. I mean, we do have international uh, responsibilities and I feel like something needs to be done because you know when the when the holocaust happened when the genocide happened like people kind of knew about it but they didn't they weren't able to do anything now we can do things like we have social media we have you know people to spread information so it just really sad that this is happening I'm hoping that they can come to a conclusion and it will end but yeah so for the most part that's what it is do you have any questions? <laughs> um, yeah, well, 
what can't yeah what can people do what can oh. your like american friends and allies like do like how what yeah. would be most effective yeah. I think the best thing, if you're on social media and you're following someone who's Armenian, I think we're all doing a pretty good job of posting stuff. You reposting that and just amplifying our voice and bringing uh, awareness to the cause uh, is a big thing. If you can help financially, you know, we have um, an art, something called Armenia Fund, who is raising money to, you know, uh, assist our soldiers and, um, you know, basically give humanitarian relief. So donating would be one thing. Uh, if donating funds is not an option. Just, you know, spreading more information. And again, like I said, amplifying our voices and making people aware. Because what happens afterwards is, you know, when you hear it in history, you're like, why didn't we do anything? Or why, why I didn't know about this. So I think it's really important for, for everybody just to be aware of what's going on. Yeah, and one of the posts that I shared, it was originally, like, originally I got it from um, an Instagram ac account called Latinx Born, and they, I mean, they, they advocate and talk about a lot of Latinx issues and, and things going on, but it is really nice to see, like, people kind of bonding together over that, like, how can we help other people, yes. um, so I thought that was, like, really yes. cool, um, being that you live in the LA area and, and, and there is a concentration of Armenian culture there, what is the vibe? Like, yes. do you feel closer to strangers or is it something, do, are people talking about it just like when you're ordering your wings or, cause Alondra's was yeah. having a fundraiser, right? Yeah, Alondra's was having a fundraiser and a lot of Armenian businesses are having those types of fundraisers where either their entire proceed or a partial amount of their proceeds are being um, you know, donated to Armenia Fund. Um, I think it has brought us very much closer as an Armenian community. Um, you know, we're kind of divided, even though it's, it's, it's hard to say, we are kind of divided as Armenians because there's different Armenians from different regions because of the, the genocide that occurred in 1915. Um, a lot of people had to go to different areas. So some people went to Iran, some people went to Lebanon, some people went to Syria. So we've kind of assimilated to, you know, the areas that we went to. My family is all from Aleppo, Syria. That's where they ended up from after the genocide. And so, um, you know, like our food, our culture is a little bit different than someone who was, you know, raised in, you know, Yerevan in Armenia, who's, you know, closer to, to Russia, who has a little, you know, so sometimes when you tell someone my favorite food is such and such, and they're like, that's not Armenian. Well, it's Armenian to me. You know? <laughs> kind of like, you so like you're smoked because you're from the South, but you like it fried because you're from the West Coast or yeah. Right. And our spices are very different. Like when, when you and I went to Carousel a few months ago, I think right it was right before the pandemic happened, right? Oh, my favorite week in LA this February. We had the, um, hold on, Hefle Berute, which means... Hefle Berute, which means um, a, Beir a Beirut party, you know? We had a party. <laughs> with, with, okay. That's right. And I think it's like, you know, 10 or 12 courses, uh, you know, some, some cold appetizers, hot appetizers. But, you know, I told you when we went there, I said, even though this is Armenian food, this is really Lebanese food, but okay, so this is Armenian food to me. <laughs> Mary, um, let me, I'm going to order if that's okay. We're going to get the head <laughs> like 13 uh, on, uh, tray, entrees. And I'm like, okay, 13. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wanted you to have a taste of everything. I think you've always, you've always been very, 
very adventurous in trying foods. And, you know, I remember even being in high school, I'd ask you, what do you want for your birthday, Mary? You know, we're just kids. We don't have money or whatever. And you'd be like, make me a big bowl of hummus. That's all I want. (laughs) (laughs) I remember your grandma giving me um, some kind of fruit and it was probably something, I don't know if she grew it or whatever, but pomegranate, pomegranate, maybe, maybe it was, it kind of like, I don't, I don't remember. It was so strange. But by the way, your grandmother was such a wonderful woman. And I, yes. I just, now I'm picturing her and she, she was so kind to me. She was really nice to me. I didn't know what she was saying. Yeah. She was always really yeah. nice to me. Yeah. That's, I think that's another thing that, you know, um, growing up, like I just, I was more not embarrassed, but I just knew that your family dynamic was very different than my family dynamic, even though you have ethnicity in yours and, and you can relate to mom. But, you know, I had, I had um, first generation, um, uh, I'm the first generation Armenian. So my parents uh, came here as adults and it's a little bit different. You know, our grandmother lived with us and I'd be embarrassed to walk home because sometimes I would pull up into our, you know, walk up to our thing. And I would see all of our unmentionables hanging on the line, you know, like there was just no shame. That was just normal. Or, you know, walking into the kitchen and see my grandma trying to crack, you know, something in the, in the sink. And I'd be like, grandma, what is that? And she'd be like trying to crack a a cow's head, you know, to get to the brain or whatever. (laughs) They would make a soup with it, you know, like, um, a soup called pacha and you know it's like you put the whole head and you oh, cook it yeah. and it's like yeah I would never eat it but you know there had been times like I'd open the refrigerator and I'd see like a head of something in there and I'm like okay I'm not eating here <laughs> also, but, like, yeah. I love that um because I, and you're right they're very different from Mexican but yes. uh, but still that idea of just working with your hands do you know cooking your food from scratch and like yes. yeah, I'm working I'm doing laundry but also your family your mother and everybody were so fancy too at the same time like I mean yes. your mom is a very classy lovely woman and every time there was a wedding a party a baby shower it was like celebration yes yes you know when you you've been through struggles in life um like the genocide and, and things like that, I think it gets passed down that your happy times are really happy times and your, you know, your day-to-day things should, should be celebrated, you know? So I think um, in that aspect, yes, definitely, you know, we're over the top people, um, you know, even with, from our food to how we dress to, you know, we're still kind of toned down for being San Diegans. You go to Glendale and it's just like, yeah, it's, it's totally different. You know, people are just wearing Balenciaga to like lunch, you know, and they <laughs> they all have their Louis Vuitton purses and, you know, like their Chanel and, you know, it's, it's sad. There is more depth to us than just that. But, you know, when you're just coming into to money after so many years or whatever, you like to pamper yourself. No, and I think it makes so much sense. And I remember at some point you sharing that with me in the sense that you said, Mary, oh, I, you know, you were like, Mary, I have to marry an Armenian. And I was like, why, why, you know, whatever. And you're like, right. like well, there's a genocide and there's not that many of us left. So we have to preserve our culture. And right. that made sense to me. And I think, you know, like, obviously people should marry whoever they want, but also yeah. if your cultures, you know, you want to preserve it that way. Like you, you can do that too. And, um, like, I get that now. And also it's neat yeah. to see, you know, your girls, they go to camp and they participate in, uh, in, in Hominid Men. And like, yeah. um, so that's how you, how you do it. If, if that's yeah. what you want to do. So I think it's, 
it, it makes sense. Uh, it's quite lovely. And I'm, yeah. I'm very honored to, to know you and have like a little glimpse inside of that world. Thank you. Thank you. It's, you've, you've been an amazing friend throughout, throughout all these years. Hmm. Yeah, if you, if you were to organize a wing night, if, if a restaurant, maybe your restaurant, I don't know. Um, you're such a good cook and everything. If you had a restaurant and you were going to have a wing night or a wing special, yeah. what would that look like? What would you do? What flavor would you do? That's a good question. A wing night. Well, give me an example of what you would do so I can kind of like imagine um, what you're talking about. I would, what would you, what would be your perfect merry wing night? Okay. Um, it'd be a comedy night. So like that mm. entertainment or like a drag brunch would be good. I don't know. <laughs> so there has to be like entertainment and the wing special would be like 10, 12 naked wings and pick three sauces. And so you get the sauces Ooh. on the side and you get yeah. naked wings and you do the work for like, and you get that and a bottle of beer for, you know, $20 or something like that, $10. You know, we okay. comedy night. I would probably do an all-you-can-eat buffet of wings. <laughs> so we're talking maybe like $25 all-you-can-eat. Because really, how, how many can you really, really eat? Yeah. And then... <laughs> and then um, I've heard some, really? some people are 45 and 50 wings. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And they're cleaning these wings? My yeah. rule would be you, you have to clean to the bone. <laughs> or yeah. you don't get another, another pass to the line. <laughs> Yeah, so just uh, entertainment, a comedy would be amazing. Um, but yes, I think all you can eat would be pretty exciting and just sitting around and not having to be rushed and just enjoying your wings. It takes two hours, three hours, so be it. Just slowly mm -hmm. enjoy. It's not like a rush. Yeah, Ooh, I like that. Um, <laughs> what would you request for your last meal? Last meal, what would you like to have? I would... It's not one meal, but I would do something similar to what what you did, what we did at uh, Carousel when you came down to Glendale, and I would want the traditional like fifteen courses of meza. Meza just meaning um, small appetizers. Yeah. Uh, I could I could even do a, do away with the kebab because you know by the time you're done enjoying all those mezzas with you know bits and pieces of bread and pita yeah. bread and and um I think that would be very satisfying because you could get everything you can get creamy you can get zesty you can get your vegetables yeah. oh I yeah, love some tabbouleh and hummus garlic yes remember they made that little like it was like a little sausage or a beef and it was like on fire she lit the yeah lit the actually they brought a flambe to our table of beef sujuk yes and then we had the little football sh shaped keftas um and then we had the birex which is like cheese turnovers these were really good because they were fried um yeah so tabulib it's got to be like right amount of salt right amount of lemon citric and it's just so like like totally cleanses your palate and you can take your next bite and it's just like oh so yeah and you just take small bites and you enjoy and you and savor you and you talk in between and sometimes the belly dancer might come out and dance for you a little bit Yes. We sat on the same side of the table too, which was so fun. And I was like, just yes. a couple Armenian princesses enjoying our headphones. Right. 
That's right. You know what was delicious too, but I didn't have a lot of room for it, but that dessert. I love baklava. And this was like, was it a cheesecake or an ice cream with like baklava topping? Yes. And I think it was a cunefe, which is like a cream custard. And then it had ice cream and it had phyllo dough um, that was like nice and crispy. And so it was just like a party in your mouth, you know, a little bit of cold, a little bit of warm, a little bit of crispy. So yes, so good. <laughs> it was so full and it was so good. And then, you know, it was a beautiful night. Then you drove me to an open mic on Melbourne. Yeah, you're like, I have the worst garlic bread. <laughs> How did that go, by the way? Huh? How did that go after I dropped you off? (laughs) It was fun. It was so much fun. And like, it was just one of those open mics where you kind of just try out new material, but it was fun to like, just do more comedy. Like I was trying to do that week in LA, but I also was so excited because we were driving and I wish it was in the daytime, but I saw the um, Superstore parking lot where they filmed the external shots of the show Superstore. And that's what uh-huh. I was like, oh my gosh, we're, this is it. We're in that area of like uh, yeah. where they film stuff or Studio City or whatever it is. And that was exciting for me. Yes. I just love that. So, yes. Tina, this has been so great. Yes. Go ahead. I think you came back the week after that, right? Yeah. Did you have some gigs booked? Yeah. What happened? Well, just tell me what happened really fast because I don't think I ever caught up with you after that because that's when the whole pandemic hit. We were, you know, we started construction on our house. It was just kind of a, a very blurry time. So I don't think I ever followed up with you. What happened? Thanks for asking because, like, at the time, everything I did in January and February, I was like, should I do this? Am I, I'm using a lot of time and resources, money, I'm flying for very little. Right bits right compensation yeah yeah well no compensation but even stage time like this much so Uh, um when I did I had done an open mic at flappers it's kind of like an audition open mic and then they were like hey we'll put you on the show next week and I was like you know what I'm gonna go I'm gonna go like I know it was a side room show it wasn't a big deal um but now it feels so good that I did that because everything shut down you know like we need to get that opportunity so I did come back for like a night. It was so cool, but it was fun. That's so, I'm so proud of you. Uh, I mean, you, you've always been a natural comedian. Like even when we were younger, seventh grade, eighth grade, I think we had, we had PE together those first two years. And I don't think I would have bared even through it. If you, if I just didn't have my funny best friend by me, like making me laugh through the whole thing, but literally you would make me laugh at the silliest things. And we would laugh until like, we couldn't even hold our bladders anymore. And, um, you know, I'm just so excited that you pursued comedy in your life. Um, you know, it's not your, it's, it's not your first job, but, um, maybe one day it will be, I feel like you're, you're that good that you will make it. I have hope in you girl. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Yes. I was thinking like us in PE was just always trying to get out of running. And now I wish I had just run. Maybe I wish I had fallen in love with running and today I would be a runner, but no. No, these bodies are not made for running. <laughs> you taught me how to like really get everything secure. And yes. <laughs> you did teach me how to be a lady, like a real, like, hey, like this is how you act. I tried and I'm sorry sometimes I came off as bossy, but I was just really trying to refine a diamond in the rough. Because, <laughs> you know. But you yeah. know, when I go, you know, there's some things when I go places, like I know a little bit more because of you, like I have the exposure and 
you know, the awareness. So I think, it, I think it was, it was You're really so cool. cute, Mary. I love you. <laughs> thank you. I love you too. Um, thank you for being here. This has been so good um, on so many levels. So thank you for that. Tina, what would you want people to know or to do based off of our conversation today and what they now know, you know, what would you like to leave people with? Um, basically there is a genocide happening right now. And I think if I'm going to leave a message, I would want people to be aware that there is and just take 10 minutes of your day today and just research it. Put in Artsakh, put in Armenia, put in Nagorno-Karabakh, put in Azerbaijan. But be careful when you put Azerbaijan, there's a lot of propaganda out there. So just, just reference check, check things. Uh, if you do have the funds to donate to Armenia Fund, please do so. If you can't do that, just just post something, even if it's one thing uh, every day. I mean, I think we've, we're in the 40th day now of this war. And if you guys could reach even one person, uh, each person, like just to spread awareness and amplify our voices, I think that's very important. Um, and that's it, you know, just uh, live life, be happy. Um, you know, we, we have a, a new, new future ahead of us with a new president, hopefully. And, um, coronavirus hopefully behind us. So let's see what happens. I, I'm optimistic that we have a lot of positive positivity coming in in 2021. Definitely. So you say Armenia Fund is probably the one like kind of central place if you're going to donate, that's where you should donate? Yes, there's a lot of places, but I think everything is fu being funneled through Armenia Fund. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Thank you so much, Tina Debedrosian. Tina Bagoyan Debedrosian. Um, that's right. Thank you for being here with us on Wings, and Fr Wings with Friends. Everybody, um, stay safe. We will see you soon with new episodes. Um, follow Wings with Friends on Instagram. You can follow Mary Upchurch or Phoenix Funny. I would appreciate it. Um, have a great evening, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.